Megan, and you've entered room 237, The Bonus. Yeah. So last week we uh, talked about the movie Event Horizon. We did. We sure did. So it the was movie, mediocre. It, <laughs> Megan hated it. We're here to talk about shit related to it. Whatever. The screenwriter for Event Horizon, his name is uh, Philip Eisner, and he revealed that the video game Warhammer Four Thousand or Forty Thousand was a major inspiration for the plot. Okay, Warhammer Forty Thousand is the most popular miniature war game in the entire world, according to Wikipedia. It's funny. I've never heard of it. I've never heard of it. <laughs> I'm like, also, there's a genre called miniature war games. Yeah, I, I'm not the real fuck? sure. Um, oh, I'm going to give a shout out to someone now, Samantha, who <laughs> like actually plays these games and shit. So maybe she can... Is she the one who suggested we do this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks for helping us find a bonus piece because I had Thank no idea girl. what to do. So in this game, Warhammer Forty Thousand. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Yeah, it's very, it's very like tonight, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yes. Warhammer Forty Thousand. <laughs> in this game, the players recreate battles using like mini models of warriors and like fighting vehicles. I'm already like bored, <laughs> so bored. Warhammer Forty Thousand is set in the distant future where human civilization is beset by hostile as fuck aliens Woo. and other supernatural monsters with weapons and magical powers and bullshit. Okay. 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 Whatever Warhammer. Warhammer sounds like some biker's name who's trying to be super cool but is just like a fat fuck. What's your name? I'm Warhammer. Warhammer 40,000. 40, fuck off Warhammer. <laughs> fuck out of here Warhammer. <laughs> So I guess um, because this movie, Event Horizon, was based on a video game, we wanted to talk about other popular movies, or maybe not so popular. Or movies. Or just movies <laughs> that were also based on video games All right. today. Let's do it. So our first Let's do one, it. Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. Okay. Mm. I knew you would oh love this. Because God. you love some Angie. <gasps> love her. So Laura Croft, Wait, before Tomb you start. Are those her real tits in the movie, or did they exaggerate them? No, so when I was reading about like it, in the game, she says... In the game, those are some big-ass In the titties. game, they're huge. And she says that the, in the game, they're probably like a double D. She had a C, and then she put in like a pad of bra that took her up to a D. Um, and she's like, well, I know that they had a double D in the movie, but... Laura Croft, yeah, in the game, but she's like Laura Croft doesn't need an explanation, and neither do I. I mean, I agree with you, Angie, on that. I just... Was wondering because in the movie her boobs are big. Well, and that was and we'll get she into does it have, later. She does have a pretty she decent does. size. We'll of get into boobs. it later, but like that was one of the criticisms about Angelina Jolie playing Laura Croft was like, oh, well, maybe she doesn't have like the body to pull it off. Are you kidding me? I thought she was like the only one who could have the body to pull this shit off. Fans are pissed about it. What? Okay, well, because she was like flat chested, and she's okay, like, bitch, I'm actually not, not like, <laughs> like I'm a C. She's not. So. She's got some pretty decent tits. Yes, she does. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> So, Laura Croft Tomb Raider is based on the video game series featuring, wait for it, who? Laura Croft. What? What? (laughs) The film, Laura Croft Tomb Raider, was released on June 15th, 2001, and stars 
Angelina Jolie, as we said. Can put can we talk about that outfit? Mm, that um, the short shorts and that tank. The short shorts and not just like a t- a regular tank, but like a shell tank, which I enjoy. What the fuck is a shell tank? It's not like a strappy tank. It's the one that comes here around your arms, and so if you got muscles, they really like accentuate them. Cool. And it's just I wouldn't know anything pony. about that. <laughs> and that one little hair strain. I hate that. Oh my god, I love it so much. And she's got like the. Mm-mm. Here's the thing. I have longish hair. It's not as long as this bitch in this movie, but long enough. And I can tell you for a fact, I never in my life have just walked around with pieces of hair like hanging Maybe around in my face. you're not a Tomb Raider. If you're a Tomb Raider, they should be pulled back <laughs> tight so you're not distracted. Not if you're Laura Croft. So although Angie was praised for her performance, the film had uh, generally negative reviews from critics. I'll agree with that. I've seen the movie. It's not terrible. It's no. not great, but it's it's all right. It's popcorn movie. Right. Quite a few famous actresses were rumored to be on the list to play Laura Croft. Most notably, Jennifer Love. <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt. Kim wrote Jennifer Love Huge Tits. <laughs> J-Lo, uh-huh. which would have been not great. Elizabeth Hurley, Ashley Judd, Sandra Bullock, Demi Moore, and Denise Richards. Denise Richards has the rack for this. Yes, she does. Why am I saying rack like I'm a rat boy? I'm rubbing off on you. (laughs) You're like, bro, Denise has the rack for this. Bro. Bro. (laughs) Okay, calm down, Kavanaugh. Right? Um, So many did think that Denise was a shoe in to win the role because she does have the body. Body, yaddy, 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 yaddy. Thank you, Megan the Stallion. So I think that like of all of these, I would have, besides Angie, right? Like Demi Moore. I could see Demi. She's a little old, but I could see her still doing it. Jennifer Love Hewitt, no. no. J-Lo, she doesn't have the no. chops. Elizabeth no. Hurley, no. Ashley Judd, doesn't Ashley have the body. Judd could do it. She yeah, she could, doesn't have the body She could act it. it, though. But she could act the fuck out she, of it. Did you hear today that Ashley Judd is in um, intensive care or ICU because she had yeah why she was in the Congo doing some like some sort of mission work or um, what do you call that volunteer work and she had a fall oh no I I love her me too I especially love Kiss the Girls and Double Jeopardy. Double Jeopardy. That's where she was really hitting her like high peak right there. And also Sandra Bullock, I I think would have done a good job. Again, not the body. Like Denise Richards has the body, but she doesn't have the acting skills. So I think that Angelina Jolie is a good choice because she has the body and she can act. She's a great actress. So when Angelina did win the role, the Die Hard fans of the uh, Tomb Raider series, the video game, they were not here. So weird to me, but okay. They didn't think, one, her breasts were large enough. They also Mm -hmm. hated that uh, an American actress is being hired to play a British character. Okay. Right. And they thought that her tattoos and her, like, controversial personal life would kind of overshadow and distract her from the character. I mean, that I can kind of see because... That was that around the whole Brad and Jen time? I don't remember when that happened. Like the whole when did Mr. and Mrs. Smith come out? I'm not sure. Let me look it up. No, that didn't come out to 2007. So this was way before that. So I don't know what controversial was this when she and Billy Bob are like yeah, it was wearing the Billy Bob, and, and then shit? like when she said that she liked to practice like knife play with sex. I mean, do you, girl? But do I'm you? like, this is perfect for Laura Croft, right? Okay. She loves some weird shit, right? Mm-hmm. She's a tomb raider. raider. 
Well, despite the negative reviews, Tomb Raider was the highest grossing film on its opening weekend. It was a box office success. The movie debuted at number one with 48.2 million, was ahead of Atlantis, The Lost Empire, which I have not heard of, and Shrek. It gave Paramount its second best debut and the fifth highest debut of 2001. So not too shabby. Yeah, not too shabby. Guess some tits were good enough. Just little Angelina Jolie. (laughs) So, Tomb Raider, it beat the opening record for a film featuring a female protagonist. So, the record was held by Scary Movie. Yeah, at 42.3 million. Cool. Which, Scary Movie, really? Mm, Yeah, side note. (laughs) Cool. As well as the opening record for a video game adaptation um, that was 31 million for Pokemon, the first movie. I didn't know there was a first Pokemon. Me either. (laughs) Okay. It's one of the highest grossing video game film adaptations ever very good yeah i'm not mad at it i've Neither. seen it it's not bad it's not bad at and all and they made several like they made at least one sequel i know for for a fact so the next one is street fighter <laughs> 1994 i loved the game i've never street seen fighter. this movie this game is fun so street fighter is a 1994 action film based on the street fighter video game series which kim loved loved it stars john claw van damme no you did not (laughs) as guile who guile he's the one like in the military shorts he has the pants that i'm wearing now you wrote colonel but you spelled colonel all kinds of wrong and it makes my heart so happy (laughs) it's like colonel There's Guile. He's the one with the military pants, and he like every time he wins the a fight, he uh, has a comb and he goes to his hair because he. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jean Claude Van Damme is Guile, and he's got to bring down General M Bison, who has that mad ass slide across the floor in the video game. And Bison is a military dictator with. The- <laughs> and he has to bring them down with his buddies. Ken and Ryu. Ryu. I was wondering how you pronounce that. Van Damme's fee alone took nearly $8 million of the film's $35 million budget. He was really thinking highly he of was. himself. He was like, um, Guile. Jean-Claude, <laughs> calm the fuck down. Jean-Claude Van Damme. So, oddly enough, Kylie Minogue was like cast as Cammy in this film because the Australian Actors Guild was like, yo, um, y'all got to hire an Australian person? What? It was uh, shot in Australia, I think. Oh, okay. I'm like, so why? Like, um, put an Australian girl in here. It was just like every movie Australia's like, y'all gotta hire an Australian. I don't care what the movie's Thanks, about. Thanks, bye. Raul Julia's performance as M. Bison was met with critical praise and garnered him a posthumous nomination for Best Supporting Actor at the Saturn Awards. The film was Julia's final theatrical performance because he died of a stroke two months before this film was released. Hmm. And it's dedicated to his memory. I love him in The Addams Family. I don't know who he is. He's Gomez Adams Uh, in The Addams Family. Mm -hmm. Oh, R.I.P. I I know. So Street Fighter was filmed mostly in Queens and Australia. Okay, that makes more sense on the 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 field here. (laughs) It's just like, that's very random, but okay. It was filmed along the famous Gold Coast uh, during the second and third quarters of 1994, with most of the interiors and exteriors being filmed like on sound stages in Brisbane. Oh, la 
La-ti-da. La-ti-da. The film earned a $3.1 million on its opening day, which is not good. It grossed $9.5 mil on its opening weekend, ranking it at number three behind Dumb and Dumber and The Santa Claus at the box office. Oh, the Santa Claus. I actually enjoyed The Santa I Claus. I'm not going to fucking lie about that. The film earned Capcom a return of $165 million from the box office and home media, so not too shabby. Not too shabby, but... <laughs> <laughs> In 2009, Time listed the film on their list of top 10 worst video game memory movies of all time. I'm not surprised. Game trailers ranked the film as the eighth worst video game film of all time. Of all time. Mm. Ever. Ever. So now we're going to get to mm. Resident Evil. All right. I've so, seen this movie. I've not seen Resident Evil, oddly enough. Mm. Mm. Just, just okay. Mm. It's no fifth element. Is all I'm saying. She's better in the fifth element. All right. So Resident Evil is a 2002 action horror film. It was written by Paul W.S. Anderson. Who directed the movie Event Horizon. Yes. And it was based on the video game of the same name. It stars Mila Jovovich. I can't say it. Michelle Rodriguez, Eric Mabius, James Purfoy, Martin Cruz, and Colin Salmon. Yes. So, borrowing elements from the video game, Resident Evil and Resident Evil 2, the film, it follows the amnesiac heroine Alice and a band of Umbrella Corporation commandos as they attempt to contain the outbreak of the T-virus at a secret underground facility. Yeah, I remember that. I feel like the T-virus, it's some sort of like maybe... uh, Is it like coronavirus? No, it's like, you know in I Am Legend when Mm -hmm. Will Smith... Like trying to cure the virus. It's something like yes. that. It's some like, what's the Where word? He's got to kill the dog. Vampire virus mm. kind of a thing. It makes you turn all fucked up. The film received negative reviews from critics, but was a box office success, grossing more than $100 million worldwide. Yes. I'm seeing a trend here that all these like little video game movies. Because the people who play the games want to see the movie. Right. And they don't give a fuck if it's And the good. critics are like, oh, this isn't a great movie. No one cares. Because it's not good, probably. No. But they already went to see it, so you got their money. Right. So the movie Resident Evil originally had an NC-17 rating. But tons of cuts had to be made to get to an oh, R so that it could, you know, be Paul in theaters. W.S. Anderson. to put some, like, heat in naughty. there, right? He naughty. It was rumored that Anderson would release the uncut version. <laughs> uncut. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why but he I, never did. Why am I so stupid? You turned into a frat boy. I had too many drinks. Both Resident Evil and the sequel appear on Roger Ebert's most hated films list published <laughs> in 2005. Oh, yikes. Wow. In his review, Ebert describes Resident Evil as a zombie movie set in the 21st century where large metallic objects make crashing noises just by being looked at. I agree with him. And he criticizes the dialogue for being a series of commands and explanations with no small talk. I'll I'll agree with that. Really? In 2014, filmmaker James Cameron, who made Titanic, named Resident Evil his biggest guilty pleasure. Yeah, so you've got like, Eber, like, this is fucking trash, but James Cameron is like, yeah, I'm gonna put this on and like, you know, cuddle up with some popcorn. So our other movie that we're going to get to is uh, Mortal 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 Kombat. Kombat. (laughs) Mortal Kombat is a 1995 American fantasy martial arts action film written by K. 
Kevin Drony. Okay. Drony. And directed by... Why Paul is he everywhere? Anderson. Paul. God damn. Okay, Paul. He sticks in his lane. Yeah, he does. Okay. It's a loose adaptation of the fighting game series Mortal Kombat and the first in the Mortal Kombat film series. Mm-hmm. So the plot of the film follows the warrior monk, Liu Kang, <laughs> and the actor, Johnny Cage, and the soldier, Sonya Blade. I always wanted to be Sonya Blade. I love Sonya Blade. She had those long... I did love uh, Liu Kang, though, too. What was the one who did like the butt thing on you? It was like a girl character. Was that in Street Fighter? Maybe? I don't know. It was like a girl character, and she did this, like, her, like, you know, fancy move was this, like, weird butt thing that she did. A butt? I don't know. Is this a porn that you know? <laughs> <watched? laughs> <laughs> she, like, hit you with her ass, but it, like, kicked you, it killed you or some hmm. shit. Y'all let us know if you want to talk about Right, right, right. So all three of these characters were guided by the god Raiden on their journey to combat the evil sorcerer uh, Shang Tsung. And his forces in a tournament to save the earth. That sounds stupid. Cameron Diaz <laughs> was originally cast as Sonya Blade, but she dropped out due to a wrist injury. And she was replaced by Bridget Wilson, who I've never heard of. Bridget Wilson. She was on, I think, hold on. Oh, that's not the person I was thinking of. All right. You're thinking of Bridget Nielsen. Yeah. That's a different person. Steve James was originally cast to play Jax, but unfortunately he died from pancreatic cancer a year before production began on the film. Sad. That's super sad. So pancreatic cancer is, is super painful. Is it? Well, I mean, I assume that all cancers are pretty right. painful. Pancreatic problems are especially painful. I've had a um, pancreatic issue before and it hurt like a motherfucker. Mm. I was in the hospital. Yeah, you were. Bless your little heart. Oh, I'm fine now. <laughs> uh, Mortal Kombat opened on August 18th of 1995, and it was number one at the okay. box office for just well, one for the weekend. <laughs> just one weekend. But 23.2 million, nearly eight times the opening amount of the only other Aww. new release that weekend, which was The Babysitter's I Club. I guarantee if I saw either one of these movies, it was The Babysitter's Club. Babysitter's I loved those books. Club. At the time, it was the second highest August opening after 1993's The Fugitive with my friend Harrison Ford. And Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. The Fugitive is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's so good. I kind of want to watch it. Every doghouse, hen house, outhouse, doghouse. I'm like, yes. Yes. I need to watch that and and Jurassic Jurassic Park. Park. (laughs) I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. I don't care. So the film spent uh, three weeks, around three weeks at number one, and grossed 70 million domestically and about 122 million worldwide. The film so far sits as the seventh highest grossing video game adaptation ever released in the United States. Wow. Okay. However, um, Laura Evanson from the San Francisco Chronicle mentions she did not like this movie very (laughs) much. She says that Mortal Kombat, the movie, has everything a teenage boy could want. I see it. I can see it. Snakes to jet out of a villain's palms, acrobatic kung fu fighting, and a couple of battling babies. They're probably scantily clad. (laughs) She's like, everything that is but an interesting plot. Right. Decent dialogue and compelling acting. Commenting, however, that it will likely be like a cult classic. So pretty much this film is trash. Right. But people. Little boys will like it. But like. And then they'll grow up to be men. So it'll become a a cult classic. Yeah. Ebert, again, Roger Ebert was right in the middle with his feelings on this film, stating that fans would probably be super disappointed that the kills in the movie 
or much less brutal than the video game. Yeah, because <laughs> if you remember when Mortal Kombat first came out, do you remember? I don't know if you remember, but like all the hoopla about parents didn't want their kids playing it because it had all of that. the fatalities and like blood you could rip and stuff. people's yeah. heads off like at the end. I I loved it. Of course you did because you're so fucking weird and creepy. Mm. So I didn't actually. So I'm like a false-ass gamer like i've played games a lot and i i do enjoy video games and you always made robert be player two <laughs> of course he's player two like that's the unspoken rule of the, <laughs> the firstborn i don't appreciate your it younger as a siblings born. will also, always be player two as the second born i hate being i player wish two. a motherfucker would make me be please you you know what though i will say when i play with my nephews i'm like i'm player one I- bitch <laughs> like playing this game and like you uh, there was a bunch of codes and shit that you could do mm. to like get different fatalities but I didn't know any of them I was mm. just pressing buttons then there was a fatality that was called like a babyality and like you would just turn the other person into like a baby and they'd just be sitting there like playing blocks and I'd be so fucking pissed I'm like <laughs> no I want to rip your fucking head off I don't want you to be a baby right now a baby it was I, like a babyality I I we didn't have this game. I will tell oh you. Oh my god! At my house, my mom, I don't know that we weren't allowed to have it, or if my mom was just like, "I'm not buying shit for y'all. Y'all can play <laughs> Super Mario." So I, we didn't have it. I don't know what even system it was on. I'm not sure either. We only had Nintendo, the original, the like ori- the Ridge. The Ridge. Yeah, with that old school eight bit Mario. Oh man! Speaking of Mario, here we go. Great segue. We're going to end this little series with the movie that started it all. Super Mario Brothers uh-huh. 1993. Yes, ma'am. Have you seen this? I have not. Me either. I have heard about it. I've Me seen a like, clip of it, but I haven't seen the movie. Uh, wow. So Super Mario Brothers, also known as Super Mario Brothers the movie, or if you're my mom, Super Mario Brothers, Mario. is a 1993 adventure comedy film loosely based on the Mario video game series by Nintendo. So it's the first feature-length live-action film to be based on a video game. The film was directed by the husband and wife team of Rocky Morton and Annabelle Jenkel. It was written by Parker Bennett, Terry Rente, and Ed Solomon. Or right. Terry Rent. Mm. However you want to say it. Who knows? So the story follows Terry, Terry knows. <laughs> the Mario Brothers, who are played by Bob Hoskins and John, John Leguizamo. Who look absolutely nothing like each other. No. It's Mm-mm. amazing. Mm-mm. And Bob Hoskins has to have many years, years on John on Leguizamo. So who knows Don't what's get me going wrong. on there. I love both of them. But so it's follows them and it's on their quest to rescue the Princess Daisy, Aww. who's played by Samantha Mathis, from a dystopic parallel universe ruled by the ruthless President Koopa, who's played by Dennis Hopper. <laughs> Dennis Hopper loves to be an evil he person. He does, like speed. Yes. It was released on May 28th, 1993. The film was a critical and financial failure. It only grossed $39 million worldwide, and the budget was 42 to 48 So that's, Yikes. as you might be able to do, but from the math, a loss. That's a, <laughs> that's a little bit of a loss. So it's just a small loss of a few million. So Super Mario Brothers like, it innovated and introduced like many techniques that were considered uh, pivotal in the transition from practical to digital visual effects. It's the first film, I guess, ever to have used the software Autodesk Flame. Never heard and of it. And it's now an industry standard. Well, I'm not in the industry, so I no. wouldn't know. No, no. 
It's also the first film scanned with a digital intermediate allowing for the compositing of more than 700 visual effects shots. The disintegration effect for the interdimensional merge was inspired by the transporter mm, from Star Trek. Okay. Which you should appreciate. Oh, obviously. So the reviewers praised the innovative special effects, the creative artistic direction, and the performance of the actors. But it criticized, or they all criticized the confusing narrative, mm. the lack mm. of similarity to the games, and the inconsistent tone. They're like, the effects, everything else. It's great. On point. The, the story movie is shit. Mm. Shit. <laughs> story is shit. Mario creator Shiguru Miyamoto. Miyamoto. Shiguru Miyamoto. Sure. Felt that the film tried too hard to replicate the game instead of being a good film. I don't know how you could make this into a film. I don't either. Whatever. So despite a poor reception, the film gained a cult following in later years. Has recently been regarded as a cult classic. The Nintendo Power 20th Anniversary Retrospective Issue states the fact that the film was made, so regardless of yep. quality, there was a film. Yep, there was a film And that it was made. shows how much the game series has impacted popular culture. They're like, yeah, there was a film, but more importantly, the game, the game is legit. The game, the game was the bomb. Right. So there's also another movie that you didn't list on here that I know about, just okay. off the top of my little adorable head. It's... Silent Hill. Yes. That was on the list, but I'm like, ah, oh, there's too many. That movie is not good. <laughs> there's also, there's like um, Sonic the Hedgehog that yeah. was just recently in the news that they had to redo because Sonic originally looked like shit. That's a, um, that just came out last mm-hmm. year or, so, or the year before, so there's right? the P- Detective Pikachu. Which I have seen is pretty cute. Is it I good? will say. It's on HBO. You should watch it. Okay. It's got Ryan Reynolds voicing things. Is Who he naked? He's Pikachu. Oh, oh. <laughs> so no. So no. Okay. Okay. He is not, in fact, Nike. And the, yeah, I was looking at a list of like movies that were made into or games that were made into movies or whatever. They did a redo of Tomb Raider, you know, with that girl. What's her name? Alicia Vikander. Yeah, the, the most recent it. one. Mm-hmm. The, the most recent one. And then apparently that Rampage movie with The Rock that has that big, the big mm. gorilla. Is based on a video game, which I'm not aware of, and Mortal Kombat, Final Fantasy. There's just a few more. I, I mean, I just Silent Hill is the one I remember because I've seen Silent. I've Hill. not seen that one. It's not great. It's weird. The movie doesn't make any sense. I have not played the game, so I don't know how close it is to the game. You know, there was also I think there was a, a movie about Tekken, and I love that video game. It's another uh, fighter mm. game. Mm. Those are my favorite. I is just like to like, beat ass. Um, Tron? Is that an actual game or is it just that they're playing a game in the movie? I couldn't tell you. Anyway, good times. Good times. Good times. Good times. Excellent job, Kimberly Nicole. Oh, thanks. Thanks, thanks, thanks. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. We're at Room 237, the podcast. You can find us on Twitter. We're at Room 237, the pod C1. Or send us an old-fashioned email at room237thepodcast at gmail.com. There you go. Do not forget to rate and review us. Yeah, we could. On iTunes. We could use the help. We could. (laughs) I guess. I guess. If anybody cares. If anyone cares, whatever. Is anybody there? (laughs) Okay. um, Next week, we are doing, what did we say? The Descent. Yes. Honestly, I've already forgotten, and we just talked about it. Yeah, we literally just, this is what happens when y'all get old. (laughs) 
10 we out of 10 record, would not recommend. We record, so we record the main episode, and then we immediately record the bonus episode all at one time. So we've just told you literally like 30 minutes literally. ago what movie we're doing. And, and we, we already forgot. Already forgot. I wrote it this down. This is what like, happens when you're approaching 40. I'm already there. Ooh. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Until next time, stay safe, stay warm. Stay safe, stay warm. Bye. Bye. Bye.